are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for Disney and Pixar's Elemental. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. And joining me for this Behind the Geeks episode, he's just a big old pile of dirt. He's Justin the Juicy Tomato-loving Lawrence. I actually don't like tomatoes. I will... Okay. Uh... Yeah. I'm, good to, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's weird we've been friends for so long and we've never discussed tomatoes. Well, like I I've, I think it's been something that's naturally happened as I've gotten older. <laughs> I've uh, I think in, in in either other episodes I've I've talked about how food can sometimes have a weird reaction. Tomatoes is definitely one of them. So yeah. even when I order pizza now, still love oh, my wow. pizza. I got to either go sauceless or uh you know just just light light sauce just cuz I that far. Acid reflex, man. Yeah. It's it, the acidity it of the tomato. Exactly. See, I, for, for me, like, I love the things that tomatoes bring to us sure. as humans. You know, gotcha. the pasta sauce. <laughs> I love pizza sauce. If you get a good pizza sauce, even salsa, like even salsa, yeah. which is essentially uh, chopped up gallo. tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Great. But, but straight up tomatoes and me just don't get along. I think it's a texture thing. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's it. probably the skin on the outside. But, you know, I love a good pico de gallo. Salsa is salsa, but pico de gallo. That is that is some fine fine Mexican cuisine right there. Let me tell you. So good stuff, good uh-huh. stuff. Uh, but enough about tomatoes, uh, Justin. <laughs> you think I don't know it's if that's what our, talk about tomatoes? That's our, yeah, welcome to the Tomato Podcast. <laughs> um, but but uh, can you let our lovely listeners know? I mean, they, we always do this every single time. We pretend like they don't know, even though they clicked on the thing. They know they why t- they're here. They know why <laughs> who, they're here. Who they... is joining us on the podcast today? Well, uh, yeah, today uh, we are joined by uh, Peter Sohn, uh, director of the upcoming Pixar and Disney film uh, Elemental. Um, if you don't know his history, uh, Peter's been with Pixar for almost 20 years, or wow. 23 years, actually. And he has humble beginnings. I think he started as, as I believe, an illustrator. I kind of mm-hmm. get his story mixed up with Domishis, but I know mm. that they both started on a very entry level. I know one of the first projects he was working on was Finding Nemo, and he has since then scaled up over those those 23 years. His directorial debut was The Good Dinosaur, mm-hmm. and he has been involved in Ratatouille and all the movies under the Pixar umbrella. And he's now creative VP uh, at Pixar. So Incredible. Uh, it's pretty wild to see. But our friends at uh, Disney Studios Canada hosted a lovely panel uh, at TIFF Lightbox here in Toronto, um, and they invited Peter out. Uh, before we saw a presentation from Peter, we actually got to watch uh, 30 mm-hmm. minutes of the movie uh, in broken in, in different parts. So we saw the intro. We saw, I believe, the uh, introduction of uh, uh, there's a moment where Ember meets um, Wade's parents. Uh, we, we also saw some of the more intimate moments uh, uh, that we would see was they kind of grow their relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it gave us a real breath of what to anticipate uh, coming June. And here we are, June, this movie's coming out tomorrow. But then after, Peter came out and he did a full-on panel for the audience at TIFF Lightbox uh, talking about the behind the scenes, talking about, uh, you know, what went into making Ember, what went into making Wade, the idea that they had to engineer new technology and new processes. Yeah. Uh, 
was 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 outstanding. Um, he had this great chart that showed the natural progression from movie to movie from their top movies of of their computing. And when it got to Elemental, it was way off the charts. It's like that moment in the Simpsons movie when Lace is trying to make that point about pollution. And she gets skyrocketed into the <laughs> yeah. thing. It just it just went up there. So so much time and and energy and uh, you know just creative energy went into bringing this movie to life. And he was so kind to bring behind the scenes stills, uh, rough drawings, all of this great stuff. And I think what was really nice is that Peter just gave gave everyone the time to to, mm. to really share what he loves. And he talked about the team that was behind this movie so lovingly. Um, he's just he is Wade. Like there's a point in the panel where uh, Mariska Fernandez, the, the host of the the panel, uh, you know, she she asks, which character do you relate to? And he says, well, I'd love to be like Ember, but I'm more of a Wade guy and I could totally see it. And after that, I was invited to sit down with Peter Stone for 10 minutes uh, to talk about this movie. And I got to say, this is probably one of my favorite interviews that I've had the opportunity to do. Mm. It has everything to do with who Peter Stone is. He is so genuine and so real, so down to earth. And he's just someone that is like so passionate. And he just gave so much of his time to sit down with me and, and answer my questions uh, and share more about why he loved making this movie and the energy behind it. So a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for setting this up. Uh, it really means a lot to have been invited to have this time with Peter. So very grateful, very grateful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I hope Pixar uh, will continue to do. Like, you know, I'd love if if when their next project is released, like if we get more of these sort of deep dives with these directors, because I think I think it's one of those things where Again, it's 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 as a critic, it's easier to understand and, and even critique the movie when you want sort of understand how it was made a little bit. You know, you can kind of come in there a little bit with a different perspective. I also think that there's a real strength and strategy for reaching out to Toronto mm -hmm. specifically as sort of the its own elemental city, its oh, own man. city of diverse culture, its own city of of seeing uh, cultures mix and mingle. Absolutely. And I, I, I hope we all get to, you know, next time, don't plan it during a Star Wars celebration next time. Uh, but uh, anyways, without further ado, uh, please enjoy our interview with Peter Sound. Peter, my name's Justin. Thank you so much for joining us on the Geek Centric Podcast. It Thank means you, a Justin. Lot. Um, you know, after watching today's footage, it's, it's clear Elemental uh, has the heart of a Pixar movie. Uh, and it's very imaginative. It's vibrant. Um, and extremely relatable, too, I find. That's great. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, I got emotional at some of the moments. You're being credited as also the writer of the story yeah. as well. How have those personal experiences and, and even some of the themes in, in your own life yeah. influenced this story? It's a wild thing because it's not an autobiography. Like, there's, I mean, obviously, this is fantasy film. But uh, making any kind of art, it all gets in there, you know, uh, purposefully or not. But there's a couple elements that were very purposeful uh, in the seeds of this thing. Um, one of them being this idea of like marrying someone or dating someone that wasn't part of my culture. Like my parents wanted me to marry someone Korean. I did not. And it just created so much crazy stuff that like you were mining from. But it wasn't just me. It was also part of the crew. There were so many members of the crew that had gone through these same experiences. Not exactly, but all... And, and, and they were all bringing themselves to it and then trying to create a space that's safe enough so that everyone can put their full selves into the work was a big priority. And uh, I'm so proud of and, and grateful and also protective of like 
thank you for giving what you gave, you know, and so right. that was the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that it's it's a very relevant story that right needs on. to be told. And, and, I, and I enjoy the the way the elements are used as sort of an allegory to talk about diversity right and, and the and the sort of collective uh, yeah. behavior. You, you, know, you can be stronger together. Yeah, right? yes, so, yeah. Um, you were saying you've been at Pixar for, for, for 23 years. Yeah. You started in Art and Story. And I think this is a story that has been celebrated through throughout Pixar for, for multiple filmmakers. Yeah. I know Toronto's own uh, Nomi Shi, yeah. she, she yes. started as a storyboard artist. Yes. And is now, uh, like yourself, creative VP, consulting on, right. on films and being a creative decision maker. I wanted to know, how do you think the culture of Pixar has shaped your growth and development as a filmmaker? That is such a huge question, Justin. Geez, the um, I mean, every aspect of of working with creative folks uh, you look up to, that you learn from. You know, you're helping new people come up. Meaning, from um, um, the breadth of each step, like like for example, Ratatouille, the idea of anyone can cook. That's not just a little saying from the movie. Mm -hmm. It's a, a philosophy that I have seen at Pixar of like. The, a good idea or anything can come from anyone and anywhere. Right. And so, like, when you're in the in the studio, when we show the movie to everyone, the notes just come in from everybody. And uh, there's like, oh, that's a great note. And it's not just about, like, oh, this is my job title or whatever. That idea of of giving something that's going to help a movie, um, you know, it just it just really enriches the whole process. It's yeah. it's such a big question, Justin. No, I know. It's, it's, it's so many layers to it. I think for me, the way I always look at Pixar is that it's a family. Yeah. And that they, they really do work together. Yeah. And I think Pixar wants to hear everyone's voice yeah. uh, and give everyone that opportunity. Yeah. I think that that's, that's really great. But, I mean, these later years, I mean, there's been so many new diverse point of views that have mm -hmm. been really exciting. And there's more movies to come yeah. that are not just about, like, you know, like another journey. It's continuing relationships, continuing connections, what kind that can be made, what truths can we live in, you know. And uh, there's just so much... Uh, uh, to mine from, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, the, the animation and, and the world development is, is absolutely stunning. And I think, you, you know, again, you guys have hit it out of the park as a, as a collective team. Yeah. Um, and there's such a balance between, you know, fresh and new and yeah. what still feels familiar to Pixar. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a little bit about what design choices y your team made to sort of feel fresh and new while still inherently keeping that sort of Pixar look and feel. Yeah. The first, the idea of trying to create a character that's all the moving constantly was already a challenge in itself because there was no pipeline for it. We had right. never done that. So there was new technology that had to be made for it. But even with the new technology, trying to find a style of a design was uh, uh, something that we couldn't really pinpoint an answer to until years later, right. uh, meaning we were just throwing ideas into a big black hole. You didn't yeah. know what it was amounting to, and then all of a sudden, this thing was born out of it. You're like, oh my goodness, that's what she is. And uh, um, uh, using the, the the current technology that we had uh, got us to a certain distance. But then there was Disney Research Group mm -hmm. uh, uh, came. Uh, you know, Paul Kaniak, uh, one of our TDs, technical directors discovered this new technology from Disney that could take simulations and put graphic shapes into them in a 3D form that was sort of machine learn, learn learning that was so brand new that they were only telling us like you could only get these in a couple shots or with a couple characters. But that team just kept cooking it, kept cooking it until yeah. we could get it on everywhere. But it's that spirit that, you know, of, of taking a challenge and, and then making it great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, again, like some of the footage, the, the behind the scenes footage, yeah. the, the sort of tests that you showed yeah. at today's panel, it was really interesting and enlightening yeah. to see how many iterations you go through to yeah. really settle 
on what a look will, will be. And I, yeah. I can totally relate to the idea of, of, you know, just hitting those iterations, you yeah. know, wanting to see, do your best work. To yeah. Collectively. It's scary though, Justin. I know. It really is. Cause you never know if you're going to hit it. I, I like where Ember's at now, but we just didn't know what she was going to look like for so long. Right. And Wade, like you said, in, in the panel, yeah. Wade was, was, was a difficult one to kind of nail. Yeah. Wade right? was impossible. Yeah. yeah. I, I can imagine there's water. Yeah. Water's tricky from what I've yeah. heard. <laughs> now you're not only a filmmaker who works behind the scenes, but you've lent your voice to a variety yeah, of yeah. characters in the Pixar universe. Yeah. Socks obviously being your most yeah. recent yes. one from Lightyear. Um, have those experiences influenced the way you approach character animation and, and the direction you can give even from working with voice actors? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a great question. Um, understanding what it means to be vulnerable and what trust in a room means. Mm. You know, a lot of the times we don't give our scripts out way in advance. Right. And so some of these performers are seeing these scripts for the first time live in the recording room when we're re recording. And um, uh, you can feel when someone gets clenched or someone like, and when someone is really open and uh, uh, doing scratch or, or voice work that's one of the main lessons that I've learned is trying to make that bed of, of trust so that the performer can give what they need to give. Spoken like a true director. I love <laughs> yeah. that. I love that. Speaking of being a director and, you know, you have a, a great team. You've, you've talked at great lengths about the, the work that everyone's put into yeah. this movie to get it to where it is. Yeah. For yourself, though, you know, given that you've had so many different roles within Pixar, do you yeah. find yourself still like hands on in certain areas or is it always now? Are you letting go? Are you are you just about the collaboration? I think that was an Achilles heel of mine for sure. You're tapping on it right there, Justin, was that like, there are things that I could not let go, meaning I was in the trenches a lot in terms of trying to get designs going. It's just that like, you know, that's a form of communication for me is to draw Absolutely. something out. And yeah. so I, I, I used it maybe too much, but it was something that I did use. Yeah, I, I think that, I think anyone can relate to that, especially given yeah. the labor of love that this movie yeah. is, is definitely, yeah. you know, there is obviously so much to be proud of with this yeah. movie and I, I again hearing you talk about it so lovingly it, it thank shows. you so much Justin. So, <laughs> no so worries nice. man. Yeah. if there was anything that you could specifically pinpoint that you're specifically proud of yeah what would that be that the that the, the crew is proud no. i know you you're saying that i keep hammering it but like they gave gifts like every hour every meeting that you would go to there would be a gift of like here's a bit of my talent here's a yeah. bit of my experience and uh I don't know how to thank it because yeah. and, and 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 what they gave I hope they're proud of the work that they've done but that that's the that's where my pride well, is. It sounds like they you know there's a sense of sincerity there and yeah. they surprised you. They surprised yeah. and delighted you. Yes, all the times, right? Yeah. So well listen it's clear that you know this is a Pixar movie. Elemental is a Pixar movie in more ways than one. Um and like many Pixar movies there's always a strong message yeah. and a message that is relatable and very relevant, like I was saying yeah. before, what message would you hope, or do you hope that audiences would take away? Boy, I mean, like, I want I want to have a fun time in the theaters. That's like the major thing that we, having these element characters that do these crazy things was one aspect that we had a lot of fun and a lot of pride in building. But ultimately when I got lost or when I was having a tough time with the story, the North Star for me was just the simple idea of gratitude and, and being thankful for the sacrifices that our parents had made for us or anyone in your love life that took a risk to, you know, help you out in something that that idea was something that resonates throughout the whole film. And if people walk away, you know, being grateful for something like that, that I'm, I'll be happy, man. Yeah. Well, Peter, this uh, has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you. Justin. And uh, oh, watching man. the footage was an absolute delight. And I just to say, like, 
I always believe that filmmakers who put their love into the yeah. films, it comes off the screen and it jumps into the audience. Oh, and I, hope so. I can definitely feel that from watching this, just these moments of Elemental. So I really appreciate uh, you taking the time coming Thank to you. Toronto yeah, to see yeah, all of yeah. us here. So yes, really yes. appreciate it. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you, man. Thank you, Justin. And we're back, Justin. You weren't kidding, man. This guy is so incredibly lovely. Like, I wanted I, to invite him to like go get a pizza. Let's or, go like, to a grab barbecue a with yeah, this exactly. guy. You know? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was just so like, nice. this guy is so... Cool, and I'm just so grateful to have ten minutes with him. You yeah, know, we've, when we've done these interviews, it's very much like a you know, let's get in, let's get the questions, you know, let's let's definitely try to have a very engaging conversation, but let's you know use the most of of, of five minutes, and with ten minutes in person, it was it was a, a delightful experience. It felt a little more casual. Um, I'm always a little apprehensive or nervous with these things, but it was great how vulnerable and endearing Peter was. It kind yeah. of made me relax well i love i love one of the things that i really enjoyed watching it back was you know um which you can also you can watch it back at youtube.com slash geekcentric if you want to see these guys lovely faces and all the smiles but um you know i think one of the things i i really enjoyed was the fact that every time he would respond to you he for the most part he used your name you know what i mean he would say oh uh, justin that's such a good question or you know those sort of things and i think that just adds to the authenticity of this guy who he he's not just there to do an interview he's there to get to know the people who are about to you know sort of talk about his 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 masterwork if you will right like this is you know he's been in Pixar movies he's been the voice yeah. of characters in Pixar movies right yeah. you know he's he socks yeah. um and and but he's now he's he's himself he's in a Pixar movie if that makes sense his, his spirit, spirit is in this movie, I, I I couldn't agree more, and that's that is what like the 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 closing sentiments I had about when a filmmaker loves and puts so much love into something, I really do believe that leaps off the screen and yeah. touches the audience, and it's so it's so true. Even though I saw thirty minutes of the footage at the time, it was clear that there was such a love and appreciation that went to put, putting this movie together, and it leaps off the screen, man, it, it hits you right in the heart. So I, you know, he, he he's he was he was incredibly. Uh, genuine and authentic, like you said, with his his responses, I appreciated it. And I mean, way to hit him with the the huge question of how does the culture at Pixar shape him as a filmmaker? Well, I was like, did they have job. twenty minutes for this interview? No, or but just... they, he did a good job. Yeah. I think he talked about what I what I was what I was thinking. It's it's the people, yeah. Right? Like anyone you... can cook, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's it's the ideas that, that everyone's bringing ideas to the table. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And everyone has a voice. Um, and, and I absolutely love that. I, I think that it's, it's a, almost a nicer way of asking like, well, why have you stayed at Pixar for so long? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's obviously a reason. And I think it, it, you know, for him to take a moment to reflect and really realize that like that development, his growth has a lot to do, not just with, with him being proactive with his career, but it's the people around him and the people he gets to work with. Well, and it's dope to hear, um, you know, he mentioned uh, their, their TD, Paul Kanyak, who discovered new technology to uh, use machine learning. And I think that's one of those things where we think of, you know, AI, it's such a big topic of, you know, it's, it's everyone's yeah. talking about it. And, and it, it very much oftentimes is pitted as an enemy 
to artists. Whereas here, we're hearing about how they're they're leveraging the use of that technology to bring characters like Ember and Wade to life. And to hear the fact that they started off with only being able to do a, a few shots, but their spirit and their tenacity pushed them to say, no, 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 no. This is the whole movie. We're going to have these characters in every single scene, and maybe more than one of them uh, need to be animated this way. It, it was it, It's just so impressive, and it's just one of those things that, again, that's where we expect... You know, that's what we expect from Pixar. No, and I think that that's, again, you know, like you said, it's the ingenuity of Pixar to go beyond and, and push the boundaries. You can see in every frame how they're just pushing the boundaries. Technology is literally being invented, right, yeah. as, as, they're, as they're making this movie. And that's like, you know, that's what, you know, Steve Jobs always talked about, the intersecting point of science and arts. And, and you know, like that's... This is what it is, right? This yeah, is, this art is and exactly. technology. It's that crossroads. Yep. It's that crossroads. Um, yeah. And again, I think it's the fact that I, lo I love the at the end there with, with his ultimate goal, his North Star of being grateful for the sacrifices made by either your parents or the people in your life that have helped you through like something you struggled through. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. I mean, I was I was literally, I cried during the movie. I almost cried watching this this interview. I cried I after. I, I, will, yeah. I, will, I will on the Walked record just, just say, I, I was just teary-eyed because yeah. A, I was so grateful for the opportunity to sit yeah. with him, but I'm also just so grateful for what he shared, yeah. right? So, you know, again, not to get emotional about it, it was... It was a really enjoyable experience, and he is he is just such a genuine guy. I love him. It's great. Oh, man, makes me want to find a way to go to Pixar. <laughs> I just want to be, I want to go to the studio. It looks so cool. I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> I would definitely travel all the way out there just to just to do a, a studio tour. And, and, right? And just, you know, again, just be a fly on the wall. Yeah. You know, you hear so much about what the culture is like there. And, you know, given the appreciation that we have for collaboration and teamwork and all that stuff it'd just be great to see that in in its full in its full beauty uh kind of i wonder if know. they do public tours we should see if they do public tours Maybe anyways uh, <laughs> that is it for this behind the geeks episode we hope you enjoyed it and if you did be sure to subscribe here on your podcast service of choice or over again over on youtube at youtube.com slash geek centric uh you can see the the lovely smiles of these two guys just vibing they were just vibing all over the place our full spoiler free review is out now uh, which you can listen to, and we just obviously we just gushed about it like water. Uh, and we also have our Discord open if you want to chat with us about this interview. And we are going to be opening up a spoiler-filled discussion channel in yeah. the Discord when this movie comes out in theaters. I can't wait to talk about all the the little details in it and all the things that made us smile and cry. Uh, but Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this delightful. Like capital D delightful mm -hmm. <laughs> behind mm -hmm. the geeks episode. Uh, and as we say, love ya. Peace.